0: Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to advise you to stick to your day job. Now, of course, I don't mean that to be uh, insulting or judgmental or any of those sorts of things. The point is that uh, some people just aren't suited to being investors some people aren't suited to running their own business Uh, some people aren't suited to speculating on speculative stocks for example Uh, we are all different we have uh, different interests different passions and different skill sets and that doesn't make us any better or worse than anyone else it just makes us different and I think it's a really good thing to ponder particularly in context of personal investment. You see, there's three ways to generate a passive income. You can start a business, you can invest, or you can speculate. But the key word in that sentence is passive. Passive means that you can generate economic benefits without the need of your own personal exertion. Since it doesn't require personal exertion, it then frees you up Uh, to spend time on other activities or spend time with loved ones and so forth. And that's really ultimately the goal for most people is to build an asset base so that they have a passive level of income and capital growth uh, to free them up to give them choice about what they want to do. Now, arguably, those three options, business, invest and speculate, uh, have merit in certain situations with certain people. But the point is that they don't suit everyone. And if you try and force yourself into a position or a way of doing things that um, just isn't within your skill set, your natural level of talent, your interest, it could end up costing you a lot of money, stress and time. So before I get into expanding on that and applying it to personal investment, let me first cover a little bit of theory and then share a story about, a personal story of my own. So firstly, the the theory is based on what Jim Collins, who's a prolific author and researcher, has called the hedgehog concept. And the hedgehog concept uh, was made famous by an essay um, that was written many years ago, and it refers to an ancient Greek story. And the quote, or the Greek story, which is really just a, a quote, if you like, is that the fox knows many things, but the hedgehog only knows one big thing. And uh, Jim Collins illustrated this hedgehog concept by drawing three circles that in all intersected. And it was that intersection of these three things that is the hedgehog concept, that is the hedgehog that you need to really focus on, whether you're a business, and it also applies to you as a person and where you're spending your time and your energy. And the three circles are, firstly, what are you deeply passionate about? Secondly, what can you be the best in the world at? And thirdly, what drives your economic engine? So what are you passionate about is self-explanatory. What can you be the best in the world at? So it might be one specific thing, but we all have a talent uh, and a natural talent. And what is that thing? Uh, and you have to, you've got to focus the, the brutal truth, the brutal reality. Uh, I'm never going to be the best in the world at playing piano. There isn't a musical bone in my body, uh, and it's just never going to happen. No matter how passionate I was or how much money I could make from it, I would never be the best in the world at. And the last one is what is the economic engine? Really goes to uh, can you get paid for the thing, this, this thing that you do? And so the thesis that um, Jim Collins came up with was that one of the things that made companies go from good to great, which is the title of his book, one of his books, Good to Great, um, uh, is that they focused on the hedgehog concept and they ignored all other opportunities. They didn't get distracted by it. Uh, By the way, uh, that Jim Collins book, Good to Great, and his other book, Great by Choice, Uh, He's he's written quite a few books but of the the two that I think stand out, um, good to great, one of the best business books I have read. Uh, So let me share a quick story before I again relate this to um, uh, maybe a couple of stories in fact uh, before I relate this to personal investment. So I have uh, some friends that are very successful property developers and they make substantial six-figure profits like substantial profits And in the past, uh, certainly over the last uh, maybe 10 years, I've considered whether I should get involved in property investment too, particularly given my background uh, in terms of understanding the property market, certainly understanding finance and taxation knowledge and so forth. uh, I would think that I would have at least the knowledge set uh, to attack property investing uh, and probably uh, make a good go of it. However, uh, a few years ago, I decided to focus on the hedgehog concept and property development just isn't for me. Now, the thing I think about is that property developing takes a lot of time. It's not a passive investment, firstly. Uh, And so I need to ask myself, where else could I spend my time and what is the payoff as a result of that? Now, of course, I could um, dedicate 100 hours towards undertaking and completing a property development And that would generate a once-off profit, hopefully a once-off profit. Okay, so that's option one. Option two is I could dedicate that 100 hours and just think about ideas that are going to help my client or clients, I should say, build wealth. And really, even if I just dedicated one or two hours to doing something like that, one idea could create a lot of value for my clients and for myself. Obviously, for the clients, it's obvious if I've got an idea to help them build wealth, there's obviously some value in that, but also it's going to create value for me because uh, firstly, that client's going to be stickier. They're, they're going to continue to utilize the ser- my services and the services of my business for a lot longer, plus also they're going to refer people. So one drives short-term profit, that is property development. The other one, in, to my mind, drives long-term value. Uh, so that's the economic engine part of it. The The other two parts is that I'm not passionate about property investing. And I don't, well, maybe I could be the best in the world at it, but I'm not sure I could because I'm not passionate about it. Whereas I'm deeply passionate about delivering the best independent financial advice I can. And I'm good at it. I believe I'm good. at it. I hope that doesn't sound uh, egotistical, uh, but I am good at it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think accumulating a lot of happy, very happy ongoing clients, uh, is going to deliver reasonable economic returns and that's my hedgehog and that's what I'm sticking to. So, uh, rather than getting distracted and it's ultimately helped me build my personal wealth by doing that, by having that focus. Look, one of my mentors uh, who is uh, has offered, operated a successful business for more than 50 years and has built significant personal wealth has said to me, Stuart, every time I've done something that's outside of my core business, it's cost me in terms of time and money. He's done the property development thing, by the way, uh, in the 80s and 90s and didn't work out for him. He's much better off to spend the time on his hedgehog because that's what's going to deliver the profits and returns. Just as a sidebar, as a, an adjunct to, to that uh, story, uh, it's true um, for Medicos as well. So we have a lot of Medico clients uh, and the banks love lending to Medicos, which is doctors and so forth, anyone in the medical uh, sphere. Uh, they love lending to Medicos because default rates, mortgage default rates, so that's the people that don't make the repayments on time and go into default it's very, very low, nearly half or less than half of average default rates across you know, the broader population. So they're very profitable clients because their loans don't go bad. Uh, but it's widely known uh, in banking circles that if you lend to a doctor for home and investment purposes, it's perfectly fine. The default rate will be low. But as soon as you lend to a doctor for any other purpose, like property development or buying an unrelated business, uh, default rates are terrible. Uh, and, and there's a, a deep amount of statistics in this, so it's not anecdotal in terms of evidence. Uh, so it sort of reinforces that we, we all have a hedgehog concept. We all have a hedgehog, and sticking to it is highly profitable. When we start to move outside of that sphere, that's when problems can occur. Let me tell you about my client, Simon. Simon. So Simon's been a mortgage broking client. Uh, he's um, for over ten years, uh, probably longer than that. Of course, it's not his real name; uh, it's a made-up name, but not a made-up person. Uh, over this period, um, Simon has taken or tried to take many shortcuts to building wealth. So that's included investing in you know property types and locations that have been was popular at the time and sexy, if you like, uh, lacked fundamentals. Um, he's uh, tried to um, build other income streams outside personal exertion, uh, you know, in small little businesses and so forth. And none of these activities have actually helped him build wealth over the long run. And uh, some of them have been absolute financial disasters. Uh, But Simon uh, earns an above average income and uh, he doesn't overspend, lives pretty frugally. Um, from a a living expense perspective. So he's got a good, strong, reliable cash flow, but it's really about trying to cut the corners um, uh, to to try and build wealth over time. It hasn't really worked out for him. And really, Simon would be in a substantially better financial position if he just stuck to evidence-based strategies and quite frankly, not listened to his own ideas or advice. In fact, if he just listened to common sense evidence-based um, honest independent financial advice and just blindly followed it and and shut out all the noise in his head uh, he would be in a substantially better financial position today. It's funny though but because well it's not funny it's ironic that mistakes compound as well. So um, quite often uh, someone will make a financial mistake they will lose money. And then they will try and brainstorm all the ideas that they could possibly implement to mitigate this one mistake. You know, I lost $100,000. What can I do to gain that $100,000 back? It just promotes a whole bunch of short-term thinking that's not really ever going to build long-term value. And it it invites people to make one bad decision after another. You're much better off just in that situation. Go, Okay, I made a financial mistake. The best thing I can do is start making good quality financial decisions and resist the temptation to divert, to get distracted by shiny objects and so forth. And that's why I—that's why this blog is titled Stick to Your Day Job, because what you need to understand is you've got to find your hedgehog concept um, and uh, and then you're much better off to stick to that and dedicate all your time to that and outsource the rest. And if that includes investing, outsource it. I'm not saying outsource the responsibility. That's your responsibility. It's your money. You can't do that. But in terms of understanding um, uh, whether you're going to be a great investor, that's what I'm really talking about. You know, there's a proverb that says a little knowledge is dangerous. Well, I think it should be rewritten if it's going to apply to investing. And the, the proverb should be anything short of complete knowledge is dangerous. Because I've got some clients, they're actually quite financially astute. They understand most things, but they're just missing the last 5 or 10% of knowledge, and, and or experience, by the way. Could have all the knowledge in the world, but no experience. Uh, I'd argue it's, it's uh, worth a, a lot less. You need both. Um, but that last 5 to 10% can be critical often, and it's the difference between being completely wrong or being completely right. So the fact is that some people will never be great investors. It just is how it just is. Some people will never be successful entrepreneurs. That's okay too. It doesn't make them bad people or lesser people. It just makes us all different. So you must find what you're good at and then, as I said, delegate all the other things. The hedgehog concept applies perfectly well to personal investment. And really it goes to uh, or invites you to ask two questions. The first one is, can you be the best in the world at formulating and implementing Australian-based investments? The second question is, are you deeply passionate about investing? And don't forget, passion is more than just an interest or a hobby. Passion is passion. Now, if you can honestly answer yes to both those questions, and I'll repeat them again, can you be the best in the world at formulating And implementing Australian based investments? And secondly, are you deeply passionate about investing? If you can answer yes to both those questions, then I'm tipping that you should look after your investments and you'll probably do incredibly well. In fact, you will. You'll do incredibly well. But if you can't answer yes to both those questions, then it's very likely you're better off sticking to your day job. And then paying for an, and following, most importantly, high-quality financial advice. Uh, and when it comes to building wealth, some quite often the slow, boring path is typically the most successful to build long-term wealth. Now, of course, I've got a vested interest in saying, if it's not your core competency, outsource it and pay a financial advisor, because I am one. So I acknowledge that is a conflict of interest for me giving that advice. But I don't care if you come to me or someone else. Just make sure they know what they're doing. They use evidence-based strategies, that they're completely independent, that they've been doing it for a long time and they've got runs on the board. So whoever it is, that's fine. But the point is that if that's not your hedgehog concept, if you're never going to be the best in the world at advising and implementing in relation to Australian-based investments. Why? Take the risk with your money. You are much, much, much better off dedicating all your time to your hedgehog concept and being the best of the world at that uh, and then having some smart people look after your money than trying to do it all yourself. Anyway, I wanted to share that story because mostly uh, it's something that I uh, see relatively regularly Uh, where people that are never going to be good investors um, uh, either fool themselves that they are and try and get involved and make decisions and take, you know, a really good strategy and add their pinch of 5%, which ultimately ruins the strategy anyway, uh, or muddle through it. And there's just no need to do it. And the cost associated with doing that can be significant. Okay, that's it for me this week. Uh, Until next week, bye for now.